Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. everybody to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, we're going to take the next 25 minutes here to reflect back on 9-11. Uh, what's today? Wednesday. Uh, we couldn't do it Friday and, and we didn't want to wait till tomorrow. So uh, we decided sometime this week, and this is it, to uh, um, talk about 9-11. And we got some clips we want to play for you. Uh, as well, uh, Ed Battagliano, Fred Jackson with me, Tim Wildman here. We thank you for listening. If you want to join us on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, Today's Issues. Uh, Charlie Butts, veteran uh, newsman, is in studio with us as well. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Okay, Fred, uh, I've kind of set it up for us. Yeah. What, what direction do you want to take to start with here? Well, it was September eleventh, two 2001. It was a Tuesday morning. And uh, I was in the office and getting ready for another day. Uh, we had already started our newscast that morning. When this bulletin, which I've kept on my bulletin board in my office now for 20 years, came in. Uh, it was uh, Dateline 9-11-01, 8.55 Eastern Daylight Time. All right? This so, would have come in on your email or the AP or what? Or the AP. We had an AP wire. In uh, the office. In the office. And here was the headline uh, from New York AP. There's word of a plane crashing into the World Trade Center in New York. That was the first indication that we had. And then the day began to unfold. And what I want to play for you first is the early reports that we got from the AP anchor in Washington as the information was coming in there. And you'll hear they were able to update kind of moment by moment as they began to realize what was going on here? Cut number one. This just in, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. We'll be following those stories for you coming up. We'll have more on that plane crash as we have it. But once again, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. There have been two explosions, one high on one of the Twin Towers, and then just a short while ago, another explosion. We have seen what looks like an airliner, a jetliner, perhaps a twin-engine jetliner, coming around the backside of the burning building and then plowing into the second tower, a massive fireball. And now both of those twin towers are smoking. Looking at the replay now of that plane coming in, you see it coming in low, banking to the left, and then plowing into the building, and of course the flames shooting out the other side. So that structure has taken a major hit. It certainly doesn't look as if that plane was attempting in any way to avoid the building, quite the opposite. It almost looks like it came into it deliberately. See how that unfolded? And I watched the, the initial video that morning. I thought it was a plane in mechanical trouble, Right, had nowhere to go because it was very distant, the video. And then as those anchors began to untold, oh, wait a minute now, no, this, this looks deliberate. And then the second plane came in. And so that's when we began to realize that, indeed, this was very deliberate. At that point, did we know it was a terrorist attack? No. This story is unfolding. What I want to play for you next is a reporter who was actually downtown in New York that morning and uh, began to report on the panic that had just stricken that area. As you can imagine, 
Uh, these buildings are, are, you see the smoke pouring out of them. Some people have heard the roar of those airplanes going into those towers. Have a listen. This is cut number two. I've never seen anything like it in my life. The tower just collapsed moments ago. I'm on the phone here at a uh, gas station on 2nd Avenue, East 1st Street. Uh, I can see the towers, uh, smoke billowing. I mean, you can't even see the towers. There's so much smoke. And as I was on hold uh, waiting to uh, get on the line here, people started screaming. We all remember the videos of the people just uh, pouring out of the downtown area near where those Twin Towers were trying to escape. She mentioned one of those towers coming down. Remember those plumes of dust and smoke that were following those people were covered with this stuff. In shock. A lot of them just the faces totally in shock. Totally in shock. Of course, we were a fairly young news service at that time, but uh, I was very proud as we put began to put things together that day. Here's a portion of one of our newscasts that morning. The anchor is a guy by the name of Jim Duke, and uh, and you'll hear some of the other reports that we had that morning. Cut number three. This is AFR News. I'm Jim Duke. A horrific series of attacks today on landmark buildings in Washington and New York City. We have the latest from correspondent Rita Foley. There's no word on the fate of the tens of thousands who work in the World Trade Center's Twin Towers, but witnesses reported seeing bodies falling from the building and some people jumping. One of the planes that crashed into the building this morning just around 9 o'clock Eastern Time had been hijacked after takeoff from Boston. An explosion also rocked the Pentagon today. An aircraft crashed on a helicopter landing pad near the Pentagon. The west wing of the White House has been evacuated amid threats of terrorism. The president is not in Washington. He has been in Florida for a pre-organized trip. He was reading to school children and is now on Air Force One and is returning apparently to Washington. We also know this morning that a large plane is down near Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh TV station says it's believed to be a Boeing 767. It crashed in the Somerset County Airport area. Not clear yet if this crash is related to the others. This man witnessed the events from his office window. I was sitting at my desk by the window here working and heard an abnormally low flying plane come right down the street practically and then followed by a loud bang. People rushed from the apartments onto the street. I've never seen anything like it. AFR's Bill Fancher describes the scene in the nation's capital. Thousands upon thousands of people at metro stations trying to, to get out of D.C. as fast as they can. The metro trains are running as fast as they can. The stations are backed up with crowds just, just trying to surge down the steps to get to the metro train. Quite scary. And the jets uh, at Andrews Air Force Base scrambled about an hour ago. It's amazing and kind of scary to look up and see a low-flying fighter jet right overhead in our nation's capital trying to protect the capital right now from, from they just don't know what. So you can hear that report from Bill Fancher, who used to work with us based in Washington. Uh, at this point in the day, uh, another plane had flown into the Pentagon. So you had New York unfolding, you had the Pentagon unfolding. Then, as Rita Foley mentioned, they had the first reports of a plane landing in a field. In it was Pens Flight 93. Flight 93. Uh, crashing into a field. Crashing into a field. They believe that one was actually headed for the White House. But Todd Bremer, I believe it was, a passenger on that plane. Uh, you may remember there Let's was... Let's roll. Let's roll. He took a yeah. cart 
and a bunch of the guys on that plane tried to break into the cockpit. They they knew they knew what had happened in Washington and New York. And yes, they knew they were doomed. Yes. Uh, if they didn't try to retake the right. plane. Yes. Yeah. But uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie, uh, I've asked you to join us in the studio this morning because you were in New York that day. And how you got there, you worked for USA Radio. Yes. You had gone to the country of Jordan on one of those familiarization trips. Yes. You're on your way home on Air Jordan or Jordan Air, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which on made, 9-11? On 9-11. 9-11. On 9-11. Yes. The plane landed in New York that morning. Kennedy Airport. But you weren't going back home to Dallas that day because they found out what was going on in downtown New York. You grabbed your tape recorder got a taxi, went downtown. Tell us what you saw as you arrived there. Absolute devastation, screaming, yelling, uh, mainly from people that are surviving, others looking back as they walked away, understanding some of their co-workers and maybe even family members that were there had died. Yes. It must have been just a horrific scene. Were you there after the towers went down? or I was there just before the second tower went down. Right. How far were you away? Just a few blocks. I mean, we could see everything we needed. You saw to see. the tower, the second tower, come down. You yes. saw that. Yes. Well, yes. Uh, so what did you do then? I mean, were you were you close enough where the, you know, the uh, debris was coming down the street? Or? Oh, sure. I mean, this uh, the debris was was all over that area of of uh, New York. Yes, because of the first. We're talking tower. downtown Manhattan, right? Yes, here. yes. Yeah. that's right. So you had flown now when you landed in New York mm-hmm. had had the uh, towers been hit yet? No, uh, I got there between five thirty and six o'clock in the morning at Kennedy and went over to La, uh, LaGuardia to catch a plane to go to Dallas. And it was at that point later on in the morning after this happened that the screens went blank inside the airport inside the airport and then showed us that all flights had been canceled. Well, what Did was, you know what had happened then? Well, I called a friend of mine at FAA, and he wasn't supposed to say anything, but he told me that uh, the plane had hit the first tower. At that point? Yes. Because that's that's got to be terrifying for people in an airport, major U.S. airport, to all the screens go blank, maybe, okay, maybe that's a glitch, but then if you're told all flights have been canceled, you know right. something <clears throat> horrific has happened. Sure. Terrorist attack. Have we been attacked by a foreign power? What are, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And, and and when Fred was telling me about your experience, I said, well, Charlie is a real honest-to-goodness newsman because you went down there with your tape recorder, didn't you? Yes. To get interviews with people. So, I, I mean, that's what news people do is mm-hmm. they want to go where the where things are happening and find out what's happening and find out how people are reacting because – most people would go, I'm not going down there, but you, you went down with a tape recorder and got interviews with people. With some people who could talk. A lot of people were simply in shock. They could not believe what they saw. What did they say? What did some of the people say? Do you remember? When a terrorist were, attack? They realized then. Yeah. 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 You, you knew, first of all, when the first plane went into the, everybody knows where they were that day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, you're sitting here. I think most people were going, how did this happen? This, the, it's a clear blue day in New York. Right. Uh, and if you know anything about New York, the three airports are way away from downtown. 
Manhattan, so they don't get near the skyscrapers. Uh, Newark, or well, I say way away, they're 10 miles, 10, 10, 10, to, 10 to 15 miles away from downtown New York. So you're going, how in the world could this happen to the uh, – the pilot have a heart attack or right. you know what what happened here because like you said it wasn't a terrible storm wasn't storm right where you might have okay you're off base and now you you know like when planes fly into a mountain right you do, they don't know where they're going it's clear blue sky yeah and then the second one hit and we all knew yeah uh, what was what was happening uh you know the one of the scariest parts of that day uh, looking back fellas was the unknown of the moment I mean, the, the known was Twin Towers have been hit. They're coming down. Uh, we knew a plane had flown into the Pentagon, which, by the way, it, I think was intended to fly into the Capitol building, but was, came up, sh- you know, came up short by a few miles. And then we heard reports of a plane going down in Pennsylvania. But at that time, you're thinking, well, what other? Planes have been hijacked. What if there are 10 other planes yeah. that have been hijacked, uh, you know, uh, across the country that we don't know about yet? Which is why the fighter jets were out. Yes. And why the FAA grounded everything immediately. Yep. Why Charlie's flight couldn't go to Dallas. Yeah. Everything was shut down. I, I remember, I remember uh, wondering uh, how widespread this terrorist network is. Once they're done with planes, are they going to go to malls? Yeah. With, with, uh, Mm-hmm. machine guns you know yeah i mean there was so much uh unknown yeah that day um that we were all going through and all experiencing uh, i had a friend <clears throat> that was on an international flight charlie right behind you he was flying from i think germany to to uh, chicago and uh, they they uh took his plane into halifax uh, Fred's a stomping ground near Fred's stomping ground where he grew up. And that plane was on the ground in Halifax for what? Days. Days. Yeah. 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 So I uh, remember uh, President Bush went up and thanked the Canadian people because there were 747s all over the runways there in Halifax. And people people came to the airport to take folks in, come and stay at our house. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. there was a great coming together across the continent that yeah. day. But, I'm just curious to you to follow up on your story. Your uh, what did you? How did you leave the air? How long did you stay down there? How did you leave? And when did, were you able to get back to Dallas? It was five days before I was able to catch a ride uh, to Newark, New Jersey, hmm. and get on a bus and get to Philadelphia before I could fly back to Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Five how long? Days. How long were you? How long did you stay downtown for five days? No, I think he's talking about uh, interviewing people. Oh, interviewing people? No, I could only stand it for about an hour at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I'd go back to La Quinta, which is where I was staying uh, over by LaGuardia, and the clothing was so filthy, it just had to be discarded. Wow. Uh-oh. We're talking to uh, Charlie Butch. Uh, I got to my room first before I did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for sharing that with us, Charlie. Sure. Charlie Butch with us. Charlie's a... Uh, Long-time uh, newsman, I'm Tim Wildman, Ed Vitagliano, and Fred Jackson. We are we spend spending this half hour reflecting back on 9/11. Yeah. Uh, which was is is it Saturday? Saturday. Actual, okay. The anniversary. Uh, 
And uh, you, I wonder, one other question relative to that. Uh, you, you're, 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 uh, what are you, 115? How old are you? I'm 77. <laughs> oh, 77. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You've just been covering so many news stories, uh, you know, from, from the uh, Lincoln assassination on forward. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm, just, uh, I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> no. stop with the. Uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie can take it. Uh, he's only, he's on. All right, Charlie. Uh-huh. Uh, you covered uh, also the, uh, in, in all seriousness, you covered the uh, uh, Jack Ruby situation? The Kennedy the, assassination, the Kennedy. yes, and I was there when he was shot. You, you were in Dallas when who was shot? When uh, when uh, Oswald was shot, I'm sorry. Oswald. By yeah. Jack Ruby. By Jack By Ruby. Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby shot. Uh, you, were you there at the courthouse? Or I where? was coming around to the corner of Old Red, the courthouse there. Yeah. When, when that, that happened? happened? Yes. Yeah, you've seen, you've lived history. That's pretty amazing, and there are many other stories he can yes. share. Yes, and 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 Charlie just keeps wowing us with these stories. But Charlie, thank you so much for adding that firsthand. We saw it on TV. You saw it live. On, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it, my friend. As the earlier reports were mentioning, that day President Bush was in Florida. You may remember that scene. He was at a school in uh, in the Tampa, Sarasota area reading to a bunch of little kids and one of his aides comes over and whispers in his ear and you saw a look on president bush's face and so i want to take you there this is a report from mark smith who was with the president that day cut four today we've had a national tragedy today we've had a national tragedy two airplanes have crashed into the world trade center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. Terrorism against our nation will not stand. And now if you join me in a moment of silence, may God bless the victims, their families, and America. So what happened then is that uh, President Bush went back to Air Force One there in Florida, got on that. There was a lot of fear that the what was going on in New York and Washington wasn't finished yet. So Air Force One takes off, heads west, and I believe it landed somewhere in Louisiana and then kept moving. Uh, I think Nebraska. And, and maybe all the way to yeah. Nebraska. They would not let Air Force One go back to Washington until they were sure. That's why the F-15s were up there flying. Right, right. He eventually did make it back to the White House, and we have a little bit that of— That night, right? That night, yeah. that night of 9-11. And here's a little bit of what he addressed the nation, cut number six. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. But they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings but they cannot touch the foundation of America. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. That was President Bush, and I can only imagine the writing of that speech, uh, the moment that he had to go before the cameras to speak to the nation, because a president at that point, 
not only just to talk about what happened, but to try to start to ease some fears. And as you heard in his voice, to say that these people who did these things are not going to get away with it. Uh, it was Well, they were incredible. dead. Those people were dead. Yeah. But they had others behind them, and that's what he's referring to. Yeah. Uh, he knew it was a terrorism network that right. was behind all of this. I'm not sure at that point, I believe they were starting to hear reports from Osama bin Laden's camp that they were celebrating what was going on. Then we became familiar with the uh, name Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda right. at that point. We only have a few minutes left, and I want to make sure we get to this point. One of the people interviewed that evening of 9-11 was Franklin Graham, uh, because I think the nation did some spiritual, um, what would you call it? We were scared to death. We were scared to death. Scared to death. A lot of pagans will turn to God yes. when they're scared to death. Exactly. So uh, I'm not sure if it's Fox or who went uh, to Franklin Graham, but here's what Franklin Graham had to say that night, cut number eight. These terrorists, these uh, Islamic militants, uh, they hate the United States. Uh, they hate us because they see us as the defender of Israel. Uh, they hate us because they see us as a Christian nation. They, they, they see our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are these militants that want to do everything they can to bring down this nation. And uh, there are nations out there that harbor these people. And I hope that this country uh, recognizes that this is a war and that uh, we not just slap somebody on the hand. So there you have it. Very defiant. <laughs> his attitude hasn't changed. Franklin Graham is, I think, more frank than his dad was in situations like this. But he nailed it that night. He knew what this was all about. Well, and I know, and we are getting uh, close to the end. I know you've got one last clip, but l let me just say this. This, and th this is an ideology that as we now are out of Afghanistan, 20 years later, we found out Osama bin Laden, uh, Osama bin Laden, Al Qaeda trained in Afghanistan with the help of the Taliban. That's how that, that's how we got in there. Okay. But this is an ideology. If you don't treat this like an ideology, you're never going to be able to fully protect yourself. I want to play one more clip because we're almost out of time. There were church services all over America that night, including here in Tupelo. We sent our reporter, Rusty Pugh, out to a service here. The sentiments here at a community-wide prayer service in Tupelo, Mississippi, echo the feelings of most Americans. It is time for all to put aside any differences and work together as a nation and to ask God to help us overcome it. Tupelo Mayor Larry Otis, who helped organize this service, says this tragedy is beyond the scope of man to handle. We need to lift this up to the Lord because this is a solution. The solution in this is not something that man can solve. This is a heart problem that we've got, and we need to, we need to bring this to the Lord. Baptist minister Dr. Forrest Sheffield says an event such as this will make the entire nation stronger. And I certainly want us to remember the fact that adversity, when it comes, if approached in the right manner and direction, that adversity will make us stronger and better Christians. Many see the Well, many, many churches yeah. are full yes. for months to come after that. All right, thank you, Fred, for getting that all that uh, all those news clips together. It was quite a day, quite yeah. a day, and quite a time for this nation. Yeah, so much more we could talk about, and we asked the people. Especially our brothers and sisters out there continue to pray for our country. Amen. 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 Continue to, there's only one America. 
in the world and uh, and so we need to pray that we return to our the faith of our fathers yes amen as they say amen thanks to ed uh, to brent to, to charlie and uh thank you for listening to american family radio take care everybody we'll see you back here tomorrow